Uh, playing with Anki is one of the best players in the world, and I uh, just go to the net and put my on the ice, and it, uh, it makes it a really easy game for me. This is episode four of the Vanderson Canucks podcast. My name is Eagle Anderson, and I am joined by my brother and co-host, Mason. How are you doing this morning, Mason? Doing pretty good, Eagle. Doing pretty good. Ah, uh, that's awesome. It is Saturday, December 30th, the final show of 2023. Um, what's your what's your top Canucks memory from 2023? When you, when you look back 10 years from now, the Vancouver Canucks in 2023, what comes to mind for you? For 2023. Didn't expect that one. Threw a shocker with me there. Mm-hmm. Keep on your toes. Maybe the Bo Horvat trade? Yeah, that was a heartbreak. Tough one. Tough time. Yeah, well, he'll come back. Look, look, looking, look, looking pretty good right now, though, eh? <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, we're gonna run through the following topics for this week. We're gonna talk about the forgotten one, the weekly segment. I'd bring a a forgotten Canucks player to you. This one's in the news recently. He uh, he's still he's the only active player we've done so far. Some numbers recently, so we're gonna talk about him. Then we're gonna run through the one game since Christmas break. It was against Philadelphia. Uh, we're going to talk about that and how much money you lost on that one. <laughs> no. And then we're going to discuss the uh, Pedersen, the eventual Pedersen trade to Chicago. He's going there. It's 90% confirmed. <laughs> then we're going to talk about uh, the first three games of the World Juniors. Sweden played three games so far. Undefeated. They haven't let in a goal at home. They've got three Canucks prospects. You're going to tell me all about it because I only watched one game. And then we're going to close off by going over the best performances by the current Canucks roster. I went through all the players on the current roster, and I pulled up all the players that played at the World Juniors in the past. I pulled up all their stats, and I'm going to have you guess who had the best performances for tournament. Uh, anything you want to go over before we get started, partner? Nothing. My mind is blank. Perfect. So we're going to start with the forgotten one. Uh, as always, you just interrupt me whenever you guess who it is. So this man... I picked him because yesterday in a 6-5 win over Toronto Maple Leafs, he put up a goal and an assist, uh, pushed his point total to three points on the season in five games. He's played since the 19th on the main roster. He's a guy that fluctuates between AHL and NHL, mostly AHL. He is uh, he is a couple months away from his 30th birthday. The Canucks drafted him originally in the first round. Back in 2012. Do you know who I'm talking about yet? He just scored yesterday? He scored a goal and an assist. Hey, hey, hey. Was I supposed to interrupt you during any of this? Interrupt me at any time, (laughs) Sandra. I I was just letting you go in your spiel. Um, This is the forgotten one? This is the forgotten one. Uh, I I told you my mind was blank. Uh, There was a first round pick in 2012. 2012. And he scored yesterday. He's played. Yeah, oh, he's, Brent, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's Brendan Gons. It is Gons Brendan Gons. Did you see that he scored yesterday? No, I didn't even look. I seen uh, Toronto lost. They blew another two goal lead or something to Columbus. Hilarious. No, I had no idea he scored though. Good for him. Good on him. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw a tweet. Someone, one of the media guys, said Brendan Gons is still going after it. So then I pulled up his hockey DB. He's got three points on the season because he had a two point light night last night, and he's been playing for the Blue Jackets. Uh, I think their last five games, he's been called up. And, yeah, that's a big performance. He uh, He's still going for it. He turns 30 in March. He's 29. Uh, so he started out, played in the OHL with the Belleville Bulls in 2012. 
He was drafted by the Canucks. In 2014, he got called up to uh, the pro leagues. He played in the AHL, played the full season in the AHL. 29 points in 74 games with the Utica Comets. Next season, he put up 38 points in 46 games with Utica Comets, almost a point per game in the AHL. And he got called up to the Canucks for 20 games through that season. One goal in 20 games, not the greatest showing. Uh, <laughs> what what were your expectations of Brandon Gantz when they drafted him? Were you pretty up on him? <clears throat> so, back then, 2012, I was just a young buck, right? Wasn't too into Canucks prospects. I was more into the team because they were so good. I didn't give a I didn't give a give a I didn't give a damn about their prospects, really, minus Cody Hodgson, Jordan Schrader. Didn't really follow them too much. Knew nothing about the prospect. I watched the draft and they took them. I was just hoping they'd take people with cool names at the time. For some Russian guy or Swedish guy. But uh at the time I had no expectations of him. Zero. Zilch. What about 2015-16 when he's playing his first Canucks games? They brought him up for 20 games that season, so you would have watched him a bit. Were you? Did you watch it 2015-16? Because that's when they started to fall down. Of course I watched. I, I, of course I watched. When he was in the AHL, I was following, like, I would follow their prospects and stuff, their stats in the AHL and all that stuff then, that time. So, did you have high expectations? you think he's going to be a top six guy or what? I was, I was very optimistic. I was hoping he would be. I was hoping that with all their prospects. It doesn't usually happen, though. Um. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he was like his whole tenure. Can I just talk about his whole tenure as a Canuck? He didn't play very yeah. long there, right? Yeah, a couple years. Yeah, he was fine. I feel like he was like he was a pretty decent. I don't know how big and stuff he was, but I remember him being a pretty decent sized body. Six, Never really made three. mistakes. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah. Seemed like a nice guy in his interviews. Seemed pretty quiet. Uh, never really made any mistakes, but didn't really have any offensive upside, really. He was kind of just a guy you could plug into the lineup and wouldn't really hurt you, but he wouldn't benefit you really at all either. He was just, uh, just another body, kind of. Another body, but he's got uh, nearly a point per game with the Columbus Blue Jackets, so maybe he's turned in, uh, into an NHL player. Really? But yeah, anyways, I'll finish going over his career. 2015-16, played those 20 games, one goal. 2016-17, the following season, 57 games for the Canucks, so most of the season he only had five assists. That's all he had to show for it. Uh, played four games in the AHL, three points in four games. Then in the offseason, he signed a two-year extension. I believe it was worth $1.5 million per – no, no, it was worth $1.5 million total, so $750,000. Yeah, they years. signed someone for $1.5 million <laughs> per five assists in 57 games. I'll tell you that. You never know. He's got potential. Anyways, that <laughs> year he played pretty well, uh, six points. 37 in 37 uh, games. He had four goals, so improved on his five assists from the previous year. And then 2018-19, played most of the season in the AHL, 38 points in 60 games in the AHL, only three regular season games with the Canucks. He put up three points in those three games, though, a goal and two assists. Yep. And then yep. they let him go. They said, we're done with you, Brendan. At this point, <laughs> it would have been 24, 25-ish. Boston takes a flyer on him in the offseason. They signed a one-year contract. I believe it was the minimum seven hundred fifty thousand ish. He played one well. game with the Bruins, right? One game, one game, one point. You did have one point. You're the Canucks rod. You know, you know all the stats. One assist, one game with the Bruins. They had enough as well. He did. Uh, he did decent in the AHL though. Thirty-seven points in fifty-two games. You think they'd keep him around? But no, he goes to the Swedish Hockey League with Vaxio Hockey Club. 
He puts up 12 points in 18 games. The back show Laker, the Lakers? Yeah. That's where Pedersen played, I believe, right? I think that's where Pedersen played. 2020-2021, Pedersen would have been gone by then, hey? Yeah, for sure. That's, um, I don't know, that's a good one. Yeah, 12 points in 18 games. He impresses so much that the next season he gets another NHL contract, this time with the Columbus Blue Jackets. He plays 30 games for him, seven points in 30 games. Plays most uh, plays the rest of the season with the Cleveland Monsters, 20 points in 39 games. 2022-23, that is last season. He puts up an assist in five games in the regular season. The rest of the season is spent in the AHL. This year, he started off the year 15 points in 24 games in the AHL. And like I said, they called him up uh, just before Christmas. I believe it was the 19th was his first game. He's played five games so far, three points in five games. He's still competing out there. Total of 27 points in 158 career games. Over about a decade. What's your uh, biggest takeaway, Brendan Gauntz? Well, I already kind of said my two cents there. He's got body you can throw in the lineup. Doesn't hurt you. Doesn't really benefit you. He's got three three points in five games this year. Multi-point game last night. Well, Is it a breakout, well, breakout year? I hope so. I hope so. He's like a nice guy. Columbus is a dumpster fire. Put him on a line with – who do we got in Columbus? Put him with Johnny Gaudreau and – Kent Johnson or whoever is on their team. Adam Fantilli. Okay. Put him with those guys. See what he can do. I can dig it. Um, moving on to the only Canucks game since the Christmas break, Thursday, December 28th. A 4-1 loss against the Flyers. You're shaking your head. Uh, what do you think of that game? It was disgusting. Disgusting performance from the Canucks. I uh, it, I watched the whole game. It, was, it just seemed like a snore fest. I was falling asleep. It didn't look good. The Canucks didn't look too sharp. Then Philly scored the three goals with, I think it was a span of two minutes or something, with three minutes left in the second. They're up 3 nothing. Then Canucks come out, Mason, in the third. You got those third-line guys. You got uh, – who scored it? Was it Luger? Luger scored it from it was, Joshua got an assist, was, too. Yeah, Quinn Hughes got the secondary assist, I think. Yeah, that's beautiful. They, the third line gets it done. It was early in the, in the, in the third period. And then Juleson, who I usually hate, he was looking good. He's been looking solid actually for a while. He had a big hit through yeah, Atkinson yeah, over there. Instigator, beautiful. They're on the power play. Canucks are going to score. It's going to be three two. And then they give up that shorthanded goal, and it's just the sad rest of the third. Or yeah, sad rest of the third period. I didn't watch the last five minutes. I gave up. You're giving me PTSD here. <laughs> I'm trying to forget about this thing. For uh, Juleson, do you see Quinn Hughes gave him a shout out in the media? I didn't see that. What do you say? It was cool because cool, they told him they asked him about how uh, Susie's practicing with the team again, so he's gonna be back anytime. And if they're healthy, Jolson will be the one coming out, right? They're not gonna take out Cole or Zadorov or Myers. Oh, probably not Myers. But yeah, he, then he just went out of his way and gave a shout out to Jolson, saying he's been playing really good hockey and stuff. It was pretty cool. That's respect. But yeah, uh, he's, been, he's been solid for the last like yeah, half he was, season. Even more than that, he was really no, I shouldn't say really bad. He was pretty brutal though at the start. He got turned the puck over. Remember? Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's been, he's been playing really simple, simple, solid hockey. Yeah, as a I like it too. He, he's uh, Canucks don't have very many Canadian players. I don't know if you noticed. I don't even think they have a can a Canadian forward in their lineup right now. Yeah, I uh, I think I don't think they have a Canadian forward in their lineup. I can't confirm or deny, but I don't think they do. I can't think of anyone. Yeah. Joshua's yeah, American. I think they're all. I believe Joshua's American. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. That's crazy. You don't have a Canadian forward. That is crazy. I wonder if they probably have the I wonder if they have the least amount of Canadians in the league. 
Okay, Cole Myers. Myers is, I don't know if this is a side note. Myers is, I think he moved to Canada when he was 10. He was from Houston, Texas. But they got Myers, Cole, Juleson. The Smith is American as well. I think that's all their Canadians. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you think they need more Canadians to win? Can- they probably get the least amount of Canadians in the league, I bet. Yeah, that's nuts. You got to bring uh, bring Horvat back. Yeah, and Brendan Gaunt. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what do you think of the game overall? Juleson was good. Silver lining. Oh. In there. Love seeing the third line get another goal. But what about the whole game? Okay. Here's the thing. So I was a little extra invested in the game. Money in my betting account. Put forty bucks in the Canucks. Here's my thought process. I thought. First game after Christmas break for both teams are probably going to be a little sluggish with all the food and the probably alcohol they had in the holidays. Philly's got to fly into Vancouver. Philly's been playing really good. Canucks are like a more skilled version of Philly, kind of. They're coming into Vancouver. Canucks don't play for like five days after that game. I'm thinking they're going to want to win this game. It's their only game in like 10 or 11 days. They're going to want to win. Both teams are playing the backup goaltender. I thought this is Canucks' game to win. Both, And then the game started. Both teams look pretty sluggish. They look flat. And there, was, there wasn't a lot of scoring chances either. It was pretty kind of – it wasn't like – it wasn't even like a tight-checking game, though. They are both – this neither team was looking very good. And then, I don't know. I was thinking, I hope the Canucks score the first goal. This looks like a one nothing game, 2-1 game. They score the first goal, and then I don't know what the Canucks are doing. Second goal, breakdown by Hughes and uh, was it Bluger, I think, on the back check. And then the third goal, brain fart, Zadorov. What, five years at five mil? I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> the two players gives it up. They score three goals in, I think, two minutes and six seconds on Fuman. There goes 40 bucks. There goes the two points. Third period starts. First shift, Canucks score. Fans go nuts. Cinderella shows torts on the bench. He looks pissed. Their backup goaltender gets hurt. Here comes Carter Hart with no warm-up. Fans are into it. Oh, Canucks come back. Christmas miracle. I don't think so. They get a power play. Literally, was it 10 seconds into the power play? They get scored on shorthanded. My mind was boggled. I don't know what the Canucks were doing. Like, Besser was... Brain wasn't there on the play. I don't know what he was thinking. It didn't even make sense. It was literally 10 seconds into the power play. Ridiculous. It reminded me of like bottom of the barrel Canucks teams, like when Willie Desjardins was their coach and stuff. And it just some of their games don't even make sense. This game didn't even make sense in a lot of aspects. And then I watched I turned it off with about seven minutes to go in the third because after the Canucks get that shorthanded goal, it looked like they pretty much just packed it in for the new year. What about- not, not a good game. Hello? Can you hear Hello. me now? Uh, what about yeah. Phil? They got cooked can by Philadelphia. See me now? I can see it now. They got cooked by Philadelphia early in the season. You think Philadelphia is just their trap tonight or what? Because they looked really the bad that, that game against Philadelphia, and that's one of the only games this season they looked terrible. Yeah, but that's only the third game. It was it was a long time ago, too. It was only the third game of the year, I think. I think it's but unrelated maybe, to it. Well, maybe not, because I think that was the only game all year they'd been shut out was the Philadelphia yeah. game. So maybe that was on their mental a little bit. But I wouldn't think that much. The Canucks are like the top team in the league now. 
and they're in Vancouver. I don't know. It was just a really, really bad performance. Talkett was pretty pissed off after. I don't know if you watched the interview after. It's probably the most pissed I've seen him. Rightfully so. Okay. You think they bounce? What's their next game? Do they play tomorrow? They play. No, they have like, what's today? Saturday? They play Saturday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah they that's play crazy. Tuesday. That's what I have. Yeah, that's why I thought they were going to come up so hard. It was their only game in like 11 days. Or do they get days the, or something. the bounce back win or what? Who do they play on Tuesday? I actually can't think of it off the top of my head. They, they're at home. Oh, Ottawa. I think they play Ottawa. Yeah, they better beat Ottawa. Yeah. Team underachieving this year, eh? Yeah. The Senators are going to make the playoffs this year. They got Ch- Chickering last year at the deadline. Had some good moves. Young Kachuk are getting older. Yeah. yeah they brought Tarasenko in on a short deal. They got Giroux still. I thought, oh, these guys are coming. But uh, they're pretty – I think they're at the, near the bottom of the standings. Absolutely. Uh, I don't – yeah, I'll, I think Canucks will get it done. They'll be uh... – They'll be raring to go. Hopefully, that lights a fire under their butts. That uh, yeah, I heard they had a they practiced they practiced yesterday. I heard they had a really hard practice, really physical, hard uh, competitive practice. Yeah, so I heard Zadorov leveled Kuzmenko in center ice, and all the players took notice or something. <laughs> but he was fine. Well, that, well, that's good. Hopefully, they come <laughs> out guns ablazing Tuesday. Um, we should talk about the Pedersen rumors. He's getting traded or signed by Chicago. Confirmed. What uh, What do you have to say about this? Hogwash. 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 That's hogwash. What's that? Who reported that? It was a guy on Spit and Chicklets. I seen that. It was. It wasn't Spit and Chicklets. It was Matt Murley, who's usually on Spit and Chicklets, but they yeah, have yeah, yeah. they have another Barstool podcast, and he, I guess he's currently in Sweden. So some people say his it might be legit, but he said he heard Pedersen's going to Chicago to team up with Bedard <laughs> next season as an RFA, which would be pretty. Pretty nuts because I I pulled up. I wanted to see what the compensation would be if he signed as an RFA because no one really jumped ship as an RFA, especially with how much Pedersen would be getting paid. So if he got paid in between eight hundred and fifty thousand to ten ten seven, he the Canucks would get two firsts, a second, and two firsts. It would be over ten seven though. It'd probably be in the eleventh. Yeah. So then it would be four first round picks, is what the Canucks would get for compensation from Chicago. And the Canucks would still have an opportunity to match it. And I assume they would be able to clear out space and match it and pay him whatever if he's yeah. still playing like he is now. But yeah, he said that Pedersen's going to sweet or going to uh going to Chicago, and so is Willie Nylander likely, potentially. And they're gonna team up with Connor Bedard and they're gonna have a, a superstar big three and they're gonna go be a championship team in the future. What are your thoughts on that? Besides hogwash. Well, I was but I was just about to say hogwash again. But you cut me off there. Uh, it sounds ridiculous. I don't know. I'll have to see it to believe it. I don't know why he would want to leave Vancouver when they're good this year. And yeah. I'm pretty sure the Canucks are going to throw the bag at him. I don't think they have any reservations about, like, I don't think there's going to be too much problem with money or anything. I think they're just going to give him whatever he wants, basically, for the most yeah. part. And even if Chicago signs, like, unless they give him, like, 13 or something crazy, the Canucks can't match. I don't know. I I would have to see it to believe it. Seems a little far fetched. Yeah, and I don't know. It seems like it's hard to say what is what he really cares about. But in the media, it's been reported that his biggest thing is he wants to play for a winner, right? So why would you yeah. go from Vancouver when right now they're are they still tied for first? Or are they in? I don't. I don't think so. I think Vegas won or something. I don't know, but I don't think so. I don't think so. 
Um, yeah, so they're one of the top teams in the league, though, and they're finally good. Would you abandon them for Chicago, who's one of the bottom teams in the league? That doesn't – I mean, if they got Nylander and Bedard developed, I'm sure they'd be good in the future. But I don't know. I think yeah. Bizarre as well. What would you want in a trade, though, uh, a hypothetical trade? If Chicago was going to trade for Patterson, what could they throw in? Okay, like, well, first off, let's do a little uh, if that's the case here. Let's pretend Chicago gets first overall pick next year because uh, then we can get Macklin Celebrini, Vancouver native. And something else. We're not just doing that straight up. We're taking other stuff too. Okay. But yeah, that that's that would be the big piece. Give me Macklin Celebrini. Actually, don't give me anyone. I want to keep Patterson. Okay, same. Any uh, final thoughts on that? Uh, no, it's hogwash. Hogwash. Uh, oh. What about Sweden at the World Juniors? Uh, like I said, them in Slovakia, only undefeated team so far. Sweden's at home. They haven't let in a goal. After three games, uh, December 26th, that was the one game I watched all the way through. 6-0 win over Latvia. Lacker Mackey looked really good offensively, I thought. He looked pretty pretty crazy out there. He had two goals. Uh, it's going to be cool to see what he does when he develops and he turns into a man yeah. in his 20s if he can keep up in his offensive game. Pedersen, he looked big. He just looked like a big physical body out there to me. Wheelander, I never noticed him too much, but he uh, – he was plus two. That's probably a good thing. He didn't make any big mistakes or anything. Then December 28th, 5-0 win over Germany. I only caught the last period. More of the same. I think Lecker Mackey had an assist on that game. And then 29th, yesterday, I missed that game completely. 2-0 win over Canada. Big clutch game. Wielander had a goal. Uh, I think Lecker Mackey had another assist. What uh, What are your, what's your take on You've watched all the games through, correct? Every last um, one of them? So so I didn't watch the first game, Latvia. I missed that completely. And then I watched all of the Germany game. And then I watched all the Canada game. I was pretty messed in the Canada game yesterday. I actually, we're talking back about betting here. I threw a 10-piece, 10 bucks, on the Swedes yesterday, plus 145, made 14.50. Then I lost it all last night. But, uh, um. Yeah, the German. Yeah, they all look good. I thought I, I'm pretty sure Wielander's playing on their third pair, I think, and they have some pretty other pretty good defensemen like Sandine Palika, who was uh, the other Swedish right shot defenseman in the first round. He's on their team, and I think they got another another uh, Theo Lindstein. Lindstein, I think he was also a first, late first rounder this year. There's a Swede, Swedish defenseman, and yeah, they got a pretty Elias Pettersson. Like this is his third year in the tournament, so he's playing. I think he's. Playing like their most minutes or one of their most minutes in the team. Yeah, I saw. But yeah, so I, I thought maybe we wouldn't notice Wheelander that much, the small things. And I don't think he's playing as much. Next year will be his year there. But uh, in the first game, the Germany game, Patterson's a tank out there. He looks like a man among boys. He keeps leveling people, he looks stronger than everyone in all the puck battles. Looks like he's ready for, uh, I guess he is playing pro hockey. He's been playing pro hockey for like two years. They can bring him over to Abbotsford if he wants next year. It looks like he played Abbotsford. He looks pretty looks solid. Um, Wielander didn't notice him too much, really. He made a couple nice passes in the Germany game. Didn't really notice him too much. And then Lekaramak, he looks like he got a wicked shot as advertised. And then uh, he looks – well, that's why I hear people talking about too. He's uh, a lot better away from the puck now. When the Canucks drafted him, even last year when he struggled, he was just like a pure shooter. And need people to set him up and stuff, and he doesn't really have anything else he can do. But he's way better away from the puck this year, and he's got way better details. 
and he looks pretty good. He looks like one of their best players for sure. What's um, what's their ETA? When is when's Lecter Mackey supposed to come to Vancouver uh, next so, season? Yeah, Just I don't. Away? I would imagine he plays another year in Sweden. If I had to guess, but he's playing like last year. He struggled a lot. He's ripping it. He's got like sixteen points. I think in twenty four games in the men's league in the main league this year. Ten goals, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would guess another year in Sweden. And then I don't know what Pedersen, if he would, because he's turning 20 now, I think, in like a month or something. Yeah. I don't know if they'd bring him over next year or if he'd play another year in Sweden as well. And then Wheelander, this is his first year in college. So another year for him, probably. Well, oh, and then the Canada game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. I was investing in the Canada game. That was good. Uh, I had a hunch Sweden might win, even though they're slight dogs, because I watched Canada's game too when they when they crushed Latvia like ten nothing or something like that. And even though they're playing a lower team, they're just playing running. They look pretty loose out there. I watched their highlights from another game too. They just look pretty loose and like playing World Junior Hockey. But even in Sweden's game when they beat Germany, they were playing like they weren't giving up a lot. They weren't playing very loose. They're playing pretty tight out there. They're playing yeah. like they had some structure and like some. And it was in Sweden. And uh, Sweden's always been really good in, like, the round-robin games. They always struggle in, like, the elimination game. And, yeah, in Sweden, with the Swedish crowd behind them, I thought it was a pretty good bet Sweden could get the W, especially with how they both were playing. And, uh, yeah, Sweden looked good. Super good, actually. First, I think it was the first time they shut out Canada in, like, 25 years or 26 years. And it was the first time Canada's been shut out in the World Juniors since 2021, I think, in the world in the gold medal game or something. I heard, and they look good. You didn't even—they barely even gave up any scoring chances. Like uh, they shut them down pretty good. And Wheelander, you see a snipe? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was a snipe. It was a huge goal. But Karamaki, I thought, was one of their best players all night, and he got a primary assist on their second goal. And he could have had a—he could have had a goal or two too. And Pedersen was like same thing. He looked like a man among boys too. Every uh, puck battle I seen him just seemed like he was stronger than everyone. They all three of them looked really good. And Sweden, the game, they probably, they won 2 nothing. They probably, yeah. they out, probably outplayed them more than that. Like, they probably could have won by a larger score. Canada's goalie played really good. Do you think uh, Sweden goes all the way? I know they I don't notoriously know. don't win at the World Notoriously, it's good. yeah, it's going to always get eliminated in the quarters of the semis. But it is in Sweden. Seems like they're they haven't allowed a goal in three games. I mean, they played Germany and Latvia. Yeah, but, but you crazy. know, you know how this, you know how that goes though. They're they're gonna lose like three two to Finland or something tomorrow. <laughs> something weird, or they're gonna shut Finland out and then lose in the quarterfinals to like Switzerland or whoever they're gonna play. Yeah, that's their next um, game is Finland tomorrow, and then it goes into the tournament round, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I I don't know. I, I'm hoping for them. They got all three Canucks on them. I'll hope, I'm hoping for them. They outplayed Canada pretty handedly yesterday. And I also watched the United States game versus Czech Republic yesterday. I had like, some money on that. That, that. that had me nervous. Did you bet on? I had a parlay. I just threw, was it Slovakia at like minus 850? Uh, whoever else was playing yesterday at like minus 1200. Finland at minus 1200. And the States at minus 650. And they won in the shootout. Like the last, in the elimination or last second goal or whatever, but um, yes, U.S. didn't look like maybe they're just having an off night. They didn't look particularly super. Like Sweden looked better than them, I thought. 
Sweden looks good. The other teams I've watched so far, they look the best. Ever. Well, that's encouraging. Go Sweden, go. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they go all the way. And Patterson wins the MVP of the tournament. Yeah, there you go. We have 10 minutes left, so we should move into the uh, the final the final segment there. Best World Junior Performances. Actually, last, is there any uh, – do you have any other final thoughts on Sweden that you want to talk about before we move on? No, they look – they look really good. Like they look uh, super structured for a world junior team. They look really look like they're locked in. They want to win on home soil. Look good. Love to see it. Okay, so out of their current roster, I went through all their players um, that have played a game this season, and they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and if you count Demko, that's fourteen players that have played in the World Juniors. Who do you oh, think? Wait. Who do you think has the most points at a World Juniors tournament of everyone on their current roster? At a singular tournament or as a whole? At a singular tournament and every anyone that has played a, a regular season game this year for the Canucks. Who's counting? Okay, since you asked me this, I'm thinking maybe it might be a trick to be like a depth player or something. But Patterson had a pretty good World Juniors. I know JT Miller was just – I seen a clip he was talking about his World Junior when they won gold but I have no idea how many points he put up. Quinn Hughes is a defenseman. I know he didn't put up like as many as Patterson for sure. I remember. Um, who else even on their team? I wonder, did Kuzmanko, I wonder if Kuzmanko even played in the World Juniors. He probably did, eh? He was, he's the only player on this list to not have a point. He played in the 2016 World Juniors for Russia. <laughs> Zero points in seven games. Oh, Brock, Brock Star too? Who's your pick for number one? Who do you think's put up the most? I'm, I'm just gonna go with I'll go with Patterson. I bet you it's gonna be someone like random though or something. Number one is Niels Hoaglander. Put up eleven. Oh seven. yeah, I forgot about Hoaglander. Didn't he get suspended in that tournament too? Uh, he played seven games. I'm not sure. Twenty twenty seven games, five goals, six assists. Was it? Would have been? Would have been the final game then? Wouldn't it? Or did he just get kicked out? Of the yeah, game? I, no, I think I think maybe he just got maybe he got booted out in the final game. Maybe that's what it was. He did something dirty. Yeah, I, I should have guessed that because I, I watched that World Juniors. I was stoked on it. He uh, hit a Michigan goal in that tournament, I believe. He was the yeah. talk of the town. Yeah, what do you have, 11 points in seven games? 11 points in seven games, five goals, six assists, 2020. Impressive. Number two, you were talking about him. Who, who's your pick for number two? Uh, it's probably not Pedersen. Is it Besser? Pedersen? Miller? It's it's Miller. He in uh so he played two World Juniors in 2012. He put up four points in six games. 2013, when US won gold, he put up nine points in seven games, two goals, seven assists. Damn impressive from Miller. Do you remember that? That's a decade ago. Do you recall that at all? Probably not, eh? Uh, you well, I would have watched at the time. I don't. I don't remember the particular game or anything. Uh, number three is Patterson. He in his first World, World Juniors, 2017, he had one assist, six games. Then in 2018, point per game, five goals, two assists. How uh, how high on Pedersen were you in 2018 when Knox were in their darkest days? I was super high on him. He, was, he looked really good at that World Juniors. They had a good team that year, too. They lost to Canada, didn't they, in the final? You probably don't know. I think they lost to Canada in the final. They did lose to Canada in the final. 3-1. Yeah. Buffalo at the Key Bank Arena. <laughs> Next, Nikita Zadorov, 2014. Five points in seven games. As a defenseman, he had four goals. 
14. Uh, Finland beat Sweden that year. I don't know where Russia finished. Maybe third. Who knows? Phil Peronik. In 2017, put up four points in five games, which is pretty impressive. In only five games, put up four points as a as a defenseman, two goals, two assists. Yeah, he's playing on a Czech team, though. He's probably playing like 25 minutes a night or something crazy. Yes. Another similar similar situation, Pia Suderlund playing for Switzerland. He put up four points in six games in 2016. Then Ian Cole, also four points in 2009 for USA. Jack Studnika put up four points in five games in 2019. <laughs> uh, Quinn Hughes, not uh, like you said, he's a defensive. No, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. He put up three points his first year in 2018, all assists, and then two assists, two points in 2019. Nothing crazy for Quinn. Besser, 2016, he put up three points, a goal, and two assists uh, in seven games, 2016. Eddie Bluger, aka Freddie Krueger, put up Three points his first year in 2012, two points his next year with Latvia. Noah Juleson played in the World Juniors. He uh, he put up two assists in 2017 as a defenseman, and then Kuzmenko comes in last. He put up zero points. Did years. Tyler Myers not play on a World Junior team? Tyler Myers probably played on the World Junior Actually, we're going to – Because he was, he was like an early first round. He was like 12th overall or something, wasn't he? I'd probably missed him. Tyler Myers did play on a world junior team and he put up one goal in six games. For Canada? Canada. Okay. Well, he was born in Houston, Texas. And I think that's... Yeah, he moved to Canada when he was 10. When he was 10. Yeah, I think that's it for everyone. What uh, what was the most surprising statistic on there? Mo- most surprising. Um, most surprising, most surprising. Probably... Uh, I thought Bester would have had more points at the World Juniors. He only had three, eh? I thought he would have had more. It seemed like his type of tournament, especially back then. Yeah. I guess that would be my most surprising. What about Kuzmenko? Or maybe Zadorov. Yeah, maybe Zadorov with his five points, too. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Defenseman. Okay. Five points, seven. Four goals. Four goals in seven games as a defenseman. Four, 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 14 goals in the NHL last year and only seven assists. He's a goal-scoring uh, defenseman. And he also likes to skate into two players at the same time and give up breakaways, too. Yeah, you got to watch out for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him five million. Five million. Five years. Five, five years at five million. Okay. What, uh, any final thoughts? We've got three minutes left before this recording cuts off. Final thoughts? Uh, for the Canucks, I hope they have a bounce-back game against Ottawa. They should. And... Uh, Keep it going from here. I seen they got Phil DiGiuseppe back on. They took Hoaglander off the second line again. They use their extra forward at practice. They're probably gonna, so if that goes on, they're probably scratching. They put DiGiuseppe back with uh, Miller and Buddy. Best. Everything else was the same. And then an intense practice. And, uh, yeah, I think they should they should bounce back against Ottawa. And uh, hopefully it goes good from here. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think I think they'll take Ottawa. Out. You want to do next week because it'll be the end of the year. Should we do some sort of um, year-end award episode? Does that sound fun yeah. to you? Buster, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it in uh, in private here, but yeah, let's do something like that. Let's set something yeah. up. Cool. Think of some fun categories. Okay, please tune in next Saturday. 
Saturday for the rest of the season on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcasting platforms. And uh, thanks for listening. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's.